0: Hello, and welcome back to the Jim Burns and Dave podcast. That's actually false advertising. That is. Why is it false advertising, Steve Burns? Because Dave Mills, Jim Trinker's not here today. <gasps> He's off doing stuff. You know, cool stuff, interesting stuff. Like, I don't know, being in Wandsworth. But he won't be joining us, and that's good, because this is a special feature-length Alien Covenant tear-down build-up Exciting. of the best worst movie of the year. Now, I'll have you know that I saw it. Day one. I wasn't one of those guys that got the fucking, you know, red carpet treatment. I saw it like real people in the cinema in Croydon. (laughs) Okay. So basically I got the real
1: experience. Yeah, I was in VIP, but come on now. Come on. Excellent. I watched it in Mega Supervision uh, down in Wandsworth and it was the best way to, to watch a film like that. Yeah, well, exactly. Actually, wait, I suppose before we start, we should say that, well, let's do a two minute introduction of, for people who haven't seen the film yet. No. To recommend, would you go watch it? And then after that, we're going to be talking as if you have seen the film, so it will be spoilers galore. So, two minutes. Steve Burns, haven't seen the film. Do you think I should go watch it? Yeah, I mean it's it's bad
0: in a lot of places, but it's also really weird. And you have to. I think it it works best on the big screen, so you can sit with people and you can turn to them,
1: especially in the middle of the movie, and go, "What the fuck's going on here?" Like, I can't. It's got a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's infinitely better than Prometheus. Yes. I mean, but so do games
0: journalists, you know, and generally a lot of those ideas just aren't explored or realized fully. But it's, I don't know, it's worth seeing because of its oddity, uh, even though you should probably know that it's not an amazing movie. And in a it's lot not of as places, good as Alien 1 or Alien 2. Alien is it? 1 and <laughs> Alien
1: 2 and uh, Alien uh, Cubed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing like Alien or Aliens, clearly, because they're mega or Steve favourite film Ever-Alien 3, but it is a lot better than Prometheus. So if you haven't go, haven't seen it, go see it in the cinema. Enjoy the sound and the screen size. And now let's get into it as if you have seen it, because you just got back from the cinema, and now you're going to listen to what we've got to say about it. Yeah. Well, I saw it, and I got out of the cinema, and I immediately
0: text Dave to say, you have to see this movie because it's really, really weird. And I think Dave was off in one of on one of his many jaunts to Ireland or something. I was in Belfast, so, yeah, mate. yeah. So he couldn't see it at that point. But he was excited, as he will tell you. But yeah, it's um it was both nothing like what I expected it to be. I think the trailers hid Uh, a lot of it especially the middle section of it very well you see I deliberately avoided the trailer I didn't see a frame before I went oh yeah classic Dave classic Dave just just a quick reminder Dave who said he didn't want to see the Rogue One trailer uh, because it might spoil things despite the fact he actually was there on set for quite a lot of the movie so just just get that through your mind he will not watch the trailer even though he helped make the movie great Um, but yeah so the the middle section of the movie is by far the most interesting. It takes forever getting going. Forever. James Franco is in the movie.
1: The and I'm sure cameo He's ever. in the movie
0: because he was like, I love aliens, can definitely I be in the what movie? Happened, yeah. And it's really distracting because you're like, Oh, that's James Franco. Is he gonna It's like fucking um Guy Pierce in Prometheus. You're like, that's Guy Pierce, an old man mate. This is yeah, they're gonna come bad. back to
1: this. At least Franco was just a little cameo, whereas the Guy Pierce one is like, just cast an old man.
0: Well there was, there was apparently a reason, an explanation it? but at the same time your you know your script supervisor or your editor, or your writer, or yourself would probably be like, if we lose the scene before, it will make no sense. There's and- loads
1: of that. I posted one on Twitter this week, this week is May, depending when you're listening to this, yep. but about... Um, May just, May's just a week now, so yeah, it's just one week yeah. long. <laughs> That's famous week, May. Um, <laughs> well, there is a week, May, but we'll get on to it later. Hey, David. Look at that. Um, yeah, where they discovered the little worms. And that makes the scene where he strokes the uh, the 14-inch penis that then opens uh-huh. up into a vagina in with teeth yeah. um, a bit more sense. But, I mean, it would need a lot more of those to make Prometheus make any sense whatsoever. Yes. However, yeah. this film does kind of drag Prometheus up a bit. A it tiny gives bit. A, a ty- I mean, from like 1 to like a 1.6, where <laughs> it, it it explains a bit of David's motivation a bit more.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the thing that really disappoints me in Prometheus, that... It, when I, and this was my fight, I got a bit excited about Prometheus. Um, I was then, mega
1: excited about Prometheus.
0: Yeah, I mean, it had some, you know, had a, basically it was, I think, the first movie that Ridley Scott, it was going to kind of combine some of the stuff from Blade Runner, some of, you know, with uh, uh, Batty wants to live more, and he can't, he meets his maker, and all of that sort of thing, right? Uh, and But in the alien world, and they are combined, apparently, and then you and you got down on the planet and then I mean it's it's a great way of putting you in the same position as the characters because you're just disappointed that you're not actually on the alien planet. You're at a fucking petrol station in space. <laughs> you're just like, oh it's just a fueling base. Oh, it's a forward
1: operating base, great. And what about the other aliens? No, they were dead. <laughs> so well, um, I mean that really annoyed me about Prometheus when they landed on that planet. And that I mean, I'm right insane, right, that this at uh, that point they're essentially us, but with space-travelling capabilities. They've never encountered an alien race at any point in the universe, No, I don't believe at that point they have.
0: I do think that, I mean, really, it could be retconned or, like, stuffed in. I think that there is some, like, single-cell life that they know yeah, but, that I mean, there yeah, is. Yeah, single-cell's fine, but they mean, know there is other life. And maybe even some, like, in Aliens,
1: when they say you know it's just a stand-up fight or another bug hunt so they yeah. like, they know that there well, are I mean this th- this is without question the most exciting discovery in human history ever full stop mm-hmm. you've landed on a planet where there's unequivocal proof that there is life beyond us mm-hmm. and their reaction is to like have a bit of a mope one of them sulks and goes back to the fucking <laughs> shit oh I didn't sign up for this man it's like you're You're gonna be in the history books forever. You're gonna be a billionaire. This is the most fascinating (laughs) thing that anyone has ever discovered. There's another alien race that are not only exist but are capable of space travel that builds cities, and 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 then you get lost in fucking half a bagel. You're an idiot.
0: Like when imagine Neil Armstrong when he landed on the moon. He was annoyed there wasn't a pub there. He was like, "This is what? There's nothing to do?" I didn't sign up for this, man. Exactly. Where's the red lion? (laughs) But uh, Covenant actually does a lot of the stuff that I thought that Prometheus would do. And that's the most interesting thing about it is that David is often chastised or ridiculed, mocked by by Holloway, um, who he eventually ends up killing, basically um, by uh, Shaw and not by Shaw, uh, by Vickers and by Wayland even. Uh, as not having a soul so not being a real thing because the opening scene of
1: this is interesting yeah
0: so he can't fear death so he can't appreciate life which makes the opening of this the the prologue where you meet a younger a much younger wayland uh he's meant to be about 40 45 years old and he looks great and it's a good scene because David has essentially just been born. Mm-hmm. And that establishes that if Wayland is that young, then David has been hanging out with Wayland for a good 60 years by the time Prometheus starts looking for this answer. Uh, and that David is more childlike, but still retains his creator's instinct for cruelty. So at the very end, after he's... so. David is mocked for playing a certain uh, song by Wayland where he says it's a bit anemic <laughs> without the orchestra. That's a great line. Um, which then comes back at the end of the movie. And then uh, David says to Wayland, oh, But uh, you created me, but you will die and I will not. And that really riles Wayland. And then his response is really nice, is it's a bit more controlled than the rest of the movie where he says, Pour the tea, David and David kind of like stands there and then he says pour the tea which affirms his frustration that David is right and he knows he's
1: right, but also reasserts that he is his master. He just puts him in his place Exactly. Like a posh little serving robot.
0: Exactly. You're just a, a fucking very handsome thing serving yeah, robot. Yeah, you're you're just a thing and which I think that scene is really nice and you don't really need to see any more of Wayland than that. And what I like about the movie is that, yes, it's some of it's really weird in that middle in the necropolis um, when you have uh, fucking David's little uh, like island basically where he's gone to the engineer. I loved that part. Like, yeah, especially
1: uh, like the Mount Vesuvius Pompeii type bodies frozen yeah. in time part.
0: Yeah, and so David learns, and this is what I wanted from Prometheus to become a real a real boy. But he learns to become a real boy not through the fear of death, but by embracing the cruelty of his own creator and learning to create life by himself. So, in Peter Whalen's uh, stuff before, where he does that, you know, the, the TED talk, um, he says, We have created the AI, which means we are the gods now. That was yeah. a great
1: bit of yeah, press, why that, by was, the way. That was fantastic.
0: Uh, and now, it's better than the film. Yeah, it's better than the film. And now that David has created life, he is the god now. So he has surpassed not just not just Wayland, but he's killed everyone else who's above him in the pecking order. Because if you think that the engineers created Wayland, essentially, who then created David, he's Wayland's dead, and now the engineers are dead. Plus, they also give him a, a lot of the material for him to create life. So people ask why. Why would you just kill the engineers? Because David sees himself as God now, basically, and he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants and of to Of course, the wider wants...
1: question that we were, were talking about is, is, I mean, I guess if you're a space-travelling nation, that um, I mean, he's killed a town of engineers. That isn't to say that all engineers on the planet have yeah. been wiped out because, you know, there's, I don't know, 100,000 people there maybe? Yeah. They've probably got bigger cities than that. So, I mean, yeah. but I, I mean science fiction <laughs> he's tends to ignore kids. that. They land on a <laughs> planet said, and they kill, yeah. The town, and that's it. Like, we destroyed them. It's like, really? Yeah, <laughs> they all lived in one place. <laughs> but, um, I, I you're you saying, I, I don't know if it was actually if you if you'd read this somewhere, I read an article that that which I thought was the best summary of David in that he's both Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. I think that was Robbie Collin. This is um, a really really yeah. brilliant observation,
0: yeah, and it's true. And I don't think that the movie actually really gets. I think that sometimes it's a bit I know it's an action movie I think sometimes it's a bit on the nose uh, with some of its you know constant references to
1: classic literature yeah I love the romantic Um,
0: someone I saw on Twitter was criticising it because uh, they that they would mention, say, Byron or Shelley, mm-hmm. uh, Ozymandias, whatever, and then they would just, they would have no fur. They would just be like showing off. Oh, I know what the. But, however, the, the Ozymandias thing, the, the Percy thing and the Byron thing does actually have. Well, Ozzy Mendes
1: especially does. But
0: it has a uh, like a meaning within the film, not just name checking, that later on, David speaks to Walt, and David is actually incorrect about who wrote the poem. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's Byron, but it's not. And he actually looks sh- like shell shocked that he can be wrong. And it's so, it's only a little thing, but I do think some of it's a little bit overblown. But at the same time, that's kind of what I wanted from Prometheus for them to get down onto the planet and for David to assert, because he is more intelligent, he is superior to all of them. And I kind of liked that Walt. Now, the most controversial scene in the movie is the fucking flute scene, or whatever it is, where yeah. uh, you do the—I'll do the fingering, which of course made everyone <laughs> A laugh. Last of it. Uh, and Ridley Scott should know that because he's fucking British. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but at the same time, uh, I did—you know—I kind of like that because it shows—it makes the point—it shows the point without just telling it that Walt cannot create. Uh, or has no creativity really of himself. He is more of a robot than David is. David is just Wayland with all of the cruelty and all of the arrogance and vanity that he had, but he's had an almost infinite amount of time, whereas Wayland died
1: and got old. Well, that's what ties into that, Ozymandias. Where, I mean, the poem just explores basically the, the ravages of time. Yeah. They, they come across a, a thing in the desert where he's, I think he says, he's king of kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a crumbling statue with nothing but desert around yeah. it, and it's just that. Well, the the big e- everything, everything will yeah. be reduced to, yeah, to naught over such a like. I mean, even things like the Second World War, which is such a huge part and incredibly soon in our history, will eventually, on a big enough timescale, become a footnote.
0: Yeah, pretty well become the start of a of an era, basically that has now has then been surpassed. <laughs> so, yeah, I and. So the middle part of the movie is the most interesting for me. There are elements. I think the film was weaker for actually having the aliens in it because it it does
1: kind of bridge. The, I mean, it's definitely Prometheus 2, isn't it? I know. It's called not it alien, alien Zero. It alien it's because Prometheus 2. Very much so. And it feels like it the crazy. aliens were
0: put in there because people reacted to them not being in Prometheus, which wasn't actually my problem with it. I kind of liked that they weren't in it and it was just alluded to. You know, the murals on the wall, mm-hmm. when the wall starts to change in the, in the, uh, kind of egg chamber.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't what, what is that
0: about. I don't really get that. Basically, it's just, it like, just looks cool. Yeah, but it kind of is undercut by the next movie where David creates the face hugger. But then they, by doing by introducing that, uh, they don't actually give much time for a lot of the stuff that we know about the alien where the gestation periods and and all of this it sort of changes thing changes a lot and yeah, Alberta I mean when the films I wanted the grunt guy who gets, you know, his face burnt and mm-hmm. gets the face like a cut off. I actually wanted him to live. I thought it'd be nice that the red shirt actually lives. <laughs> as soon as you start on a fucking cigar at the start, you're like, done. Yeah. He's done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the problem is is there's too many
1: crew. I mean, people yeah. I could name you maybe three Three of yeah, them. Yeah, we were having this discussion. Like, uh, yeah, there's just, only because one of them is Ken, uh, fucking Kenny Powers. Like, it, and I get, I get the reason that they're couples because that's that makes sense if you're going to go re, mm. repopulate somewhere and it's to, to build an emotional attachment between the characters. But because you didn't really get to know them, when it's like, oh my god, my wife is dead. Yeah, you're like, oh, which one was your wife again? I can't remember who's yeah. married to who here. And uh, yeah, I think that.
0: So there are many ways in which it could have gone. I thought that what was going to happen is when, uh, was it Aurum, Billy Crudup's character, when his wife is locked into the med bay by Tennessee's wife, whose name I just don't know, um, that I thought that they'd come back and... The alien would be in there or whatever, or going to an event or something. And that would cause issues with the crew that basically one of them had sacrificed the other. Yeah. And that's much more interesting than what happened. And then I thought they'd split and maybe, so whoever, because they don't like him, it's being said that they don't trust his judgment because he has faith. And I thought it'd be very interesting if you then split them into two camps. One tries to get off the planet and the other is, you know, is like, oh, whatever. And there's a reason. And then they discover David's necropolis. <laughs> The fact that David turns up looking like Magneto is uh, there's a lot of flakiness in this film. Isn't yeah, I? you know, and then he looks like Iggy Pop. So all of that is very badly handled. I didn't think that I, there were no characters that I actually really cared about. Daniels is uh, what there's no need for that opening with the solar flare. Uh, why are the
1: crew hung up like that? Why oh yeah, are they I mean, swinging around? To, it's, I mean, it's visual, but is the reason for when it crashes. But yeah, that's the worst fucking idea. Because if you run into any trouble, yeah. everyone is in much more danger being hung like meat than they are being and placed on the floor. You don't,
0: you don't get any time at all for there to for you to build any attachment to any of the people. So Daniel starts crying because her husband has been burnt to in front of her, which is you know
1: pretty savage. Also, so the safety on those things is fucking dreadful. Why <laughs> does it catch on fire? <laughs> well, to be. Because it has to for the plot, but that's the, same, the problem. Is there's a lot of stuff that happens. Yeah, that I don't, I don't care. I'm like, she plot. looks
0: sad. Okay, but you know, it, it, they could have condensed a lot of it. And I know that Ridley Scott didn't write it. Was you know, uh, John Logan, Dante Alba wrote it,
1: and that why not just have the ship lands? You know, I I agree that they had to have, um, they had to kill that captain off because otherwise, I wouldn't have bought as much that this kind of guy people considers a bit weak. Is the leader. But they could have um, done that on
0: the like they could have done that on the way into the planet. Yeah. That's because true. and I get that he makes the decision. Billy Crudup makes the decision to go to the planet, Steve which is Burns. You're captain of that ship. Do you go to the planet, yes or no? Well, this is what happens. I'm the captain, right? Firstly, I send the military guys down on the little like they go on the lander, they have a little look, they have a little scout, they have helmets on. For yeah, goodness' right. sake! Uh, uh, first, first <laughs> announcement.
1: Hello, I'm uh, Captain Devin Mills. Welcome on board. Can everyone please fucking familiarise themselves with the word quarantine <laughs> and what that will entail if you take off so much as a glove in an alien environment? Yeah, I. That that's the thing, isn't it? And
0: just stuff like when uh, when the. A military guy steps on the
1: spore and then just takes his earpiece. I don't mind. I mean, the stepping on the spore is accidental. You could easily do that. Yeah. Uh, The sniffing the spore, the sniffing and stroking spores or stroking stroking fourteen inch cocks is is not logical. I mean, you wouldn't do that in the Amazon. You certainly like you wouldn't, let alone an alien planet. Yeah. And this is the thing:
0: is that I understand that there were various reasons for them for Franco to be killed. And for up's character, especially with the religious element, but at the same time, you could do it another way. You could have it like Alien Three, where they, but a bit extended. They decide to go there. Maybe Franco's talked into it. Um, and when they, and then that's a better thing because then a better way for me of playing it because then the crew like him, and so they're actually being undercut by the person they like, not by the person they don't like, <laughs> which is always worse. And maybe on the way through, you know, they've got these 50,000 feet high mountains or whatever. They just clip one. They don't see it. They clip a little bit. It lands. Some of the crew die. Like in Aliens, there are tons of Marines. Some with stupid names, fucking Spunkmire or whatever. And they just die. And a lot of them die in the nest and they just go. Which is a way of having what looks like a big... Crew of people to go and sort something out, and then that's the reason why they're gone, which is fine. You'd have to spend hours you know, mm-hmm. introducing these guys or caring about them. And if they'd have crash landed on the planet, then the storm comes in, fine, perfect. So you've got this problem where the. So you're essentially marooned, your captain is dead, you're too IC, no one trusts or likes, and then you can actually have a dynamic
1: where the well, humans start. Well, that drives the drama, doesn't it? Rather than. Than basically like okay we need to get to this point so let's just make things happen out of character just just people do stupid things yeah. to get us here and
0: so by so sort of, so maybe you know the and this is like a, a lot of what about it but in terms of how the movie's very slow first act worked, if you landed there and you're marooned and then you know that the craft only has a certain amount of power on it you're like okay well this is meant to be let's see if we can set up camp elsewhere. There's plenty of ways you could have done it. The storm isn't but it just is in the essentially atmosphere
1: for part of it, like a slasher film, and it does feature the the, the horror tropes of "I'm going to go to the basement alone without any weapons. Yeah. You stay here, mate." Listen, I don't go
0: get up in the night to go for a piss without turning a light on. Okay, hmm. now. Uh, there is no way I'd be like. We just landed on an incredibly hostile alien planet. There are hundreds of thousands of people out there who have been what looks like flambeed. There's some weird extraterrestrial shit. I'm off to clean up. What? I'd be yeah, like, can't we nuts. just bring
1: the water here? <laughs> and, and when he uh, when he follows David, who has he's just seen talking to the alien, yeah. essentially. And he's like, I'll oh, come with me. You'd be like, no, motherfucker, you come with me. Because yeah, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll follow yeah. you down here. Oh, by the way, I'm creating these things. I mean, alarm bells. Yeah. Hey, come through and look at these eggs. Why don't you lean over and get a better view? Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, you know what, you deserve to die. Fuck yeah. Me. There There's are- so many ways that that could have worked that would have been logical. Um, you know, for him to get hit by a face hugger, one yeah. that jumps out that he hasn't seen, or some yeah. I mean, David's incredibly intelligent and can perform better tricks than than that <laughs> then do you mind looking into the thing yeah I thought that originally uh, you know a better
0: way of doing that it would be for David to have and it could have been a lot more theatrical like you're going down into hell essentially because he says I yeah. saw the devil when, so he's essentially accusing David a lot devil, more could have been made of that and then he could have gone down and not actually seen anything and then been you know actually tried to turn around and been sprung then uh, but it's just, the thing is, is that this many movies in is that the the audience is so far ahead of the characters that unless they, it's actually handled very delicately, it just feels shy. It just feels like, you're like, I wouldn't do that. Whereas in Alien, I mean, I probably wouldn't have looked in it anyway, but there is a certain beauty to the I exploration can, I, yeah, I understand. in that. Like, he's he's amazed he that slips it is. And then he kind of and he touches it and it's not... And his not- line is... It's, it seems to contain organic life, which is, he's fascinated by mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then it ends up going bad for him. But in this, it's just like, and, and they don't know what these things are. In this, they've been assaulted on the planet from about 30 minutes after they landed. Yeah. You'd be like, you know what, David, firstly, you can get some immediately. And then I'm going to throw a grenade in here and get the fuck out. Yeah. I yeah, so well, any time that they actually use the alien, I thought there was a better movie in it by having and if you split the 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 team up, then someone gets face hugged, and then maybe they go back to the crew, and then the rest of the crew are like, okay, well, fine, blah blah, and then you can have that monster movie bit at the end.
1: What do you think of the aliens in it? Oh, I thought the I like the bit where it's uh, the ferocious bit at the beginning.
0: Um, well, the problem is, and uh, the alien like Andy Kelly. Uh, he didn't uh, from from the internet and uh, PC gamer he was like one of the main problems with the backburster is that it then comes into like blinding white light and it's just there and it just looks a little bit mm-hmm. meh. whereas you know I, I think that the bit in the field well, that's better cuz you can't field, really see yeah. you can't really see what's going on and so you know there's a strong chance that you know they may have killed themselves in that firefight but yeah again,
1: that would have been interesting,
0: yeah, exactly. And again, like no one trusts anyone. and but at the same time, I just don't feel that they really got a handle on how to use the 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 more interesting story is how the humans react to one another uh, in the face of it, which is the same as the first three movies. You know, there are different plans, different contingencies, different ideas on how to deal with it or contain it mm-hmm. or kill it. And that human drama of what do we do and who has the authority to do it is part of it. In this, they're just kind of led by the nose and then they all end up getting killed. I did like the the full xenomorph yeah, being that, on top that's of amazing. the thing, like headbutting the... I really like that because that's how it operates.
1: But unfortunately, it's a bit of weightless CGI. There's one in the middle When where it where jumps and it just, just has no weight. CGI, the little tiny... Like like an infant size one that looked and Dave is like yeah and and but the big the big one yeah looks incredible
0: yeah I didn't like it whenever you saw it in full view really I can I can do the bit where it kind of crawls like a spider basically on your on the Tennessee's uh, cockpit there mm-hmm. and I did like what happened. that's possibly to, the
1: best shot of it in the whole film
0: yeah actually. and when it gets I liked it when it got killed uh, in the arm and I thought that that was a nice way of actually causing them to crash basically because. Mm-hmm. It's nice and logical. The arm would offset the center of gravity and the thrust needed for uh, for it to get the velocity. I didn't really
1: off. like that action scene. I thought.
0: It was but when she when she slides and... off the side, uh, you know, attached by the rope, firing the gun, I was like, oh, I just there's a better movie in here. I think what happened was is that Prometheus had a lot of these ideas, and then just was just if Prometheus was this movie, we then it would be, I think it'd be a lot better regarded. So in Prometheus, imagine they land, but they actually just land in the engineer home world, but the engineers have already been killed by whatever. And so this middle bit of the movie is what Prometheus is, but with a few changes. Mm -hmm. And then the humans make the choice as to what do we do with the goo, and then someone gets the fucking goo in them, and then, great, fine. But then the aliens turn up in there, so I'm like, you know what, I liked this movie before, before this happened. I
1: saw an alien movie and I didn't want aliens in it. This is my problem with it. <laughs> you just introduced well, that w- halfway house, isn't it? It's trying to bridge the gap between Prometheus mm. before aliens. But then how how does
0: the the jockey on L V four twenty six, how does he, because it's established that the flight the elephant the Elephantine space jockey is a flight suit mm-hmm. for the engineers. Okay, so how does he get eggs over there? So how does he get eggs into the the bottom of the juggernaut, mm-hmm. which is then found? So David created those. They leave the engineer homeworld at the end of Covenant to go to where the colonists were originally going. Uh, so how does the engineers then find that? Oh yeah. Unless Uh-oh. it's David in the flight suit, still doesn't make any sense. No. Unless David's plan is because there's Hunt. Like, I think maybe the way they're thinking of it is. In the uh, when Cain goes into the egg chamber, there's just loads and loads of them, thousands of them. Mm-hmm. So I think that the idea is, is that at the end of the movie, when uh, David is revealed to be on the ship, and he has the face hugger um, embryos, and the colonists, he's going to plan to
1: whatever the colonists put them in a ship. I guess he's just going to test this creation with a whole host of humans that he can, and then head back to maybe Earth. But but I'm like but then who... What? Then why go to the other planet first? Exactly. So
0: he could just turn around and go straight back to Earth with all of that, infect them all. Um, and,
1: you know. So I don't know. I, I mean, think- they're very different films, aren't they? Because, I mean, the, the beauty of Alien is how pure it is. It's just this destructive force that you've just got to get away from. Mm-hmm. You can't even fucking shoot the thing because it bleeds acid. And that's the real thrill of those films. And now this is obviously much more philosophical... Mm. Um, And I enjoyed the aspects of it and the David part particularly. But yeah, it's a weird middle ground between the two.
0: Yeah, I think that, that there's loads of it that doesn't work. And I don't actually even think it's really that good a movie. I just, you know, again, Robbie Collin, the critic, he said, he was tweeting and he said, you know what, we've got two perfect alien movies. And he's like, you know, I, I don't give a shit if they go off and start exploring something. It doesn't ruin them for me. I don't care. Oh, no, it doesn't ruin the original. And I, I, I never
1: really buy into the argument that it ruins yeah. the original. Listen, like, Highlander no,
0: 3, or well, Highlander 2, does not make the original Highlander not an 11 out of 10 movie. Listen, Highlander opens with fucking Prince of the Universe by Queen and wrestling. Okay, it's the greatest movie of all time. There's, no, there's just no fucking around with that fact. Even though Highlander 2 is one of the worst movies ever made. Is just so bad, you're like, oh okay, it's fine. It's I, fine. I,
1: I don't think like, I've seen Highlander 2. Highland- is the gap between Highlander and Highlander 2 bigger than Aliens of Prometheus? Uh <laughs> the it is, I think so was it, it's about three years.
0: Oh no, I mean gap in quality. Oh, the gap in quality. Uh so the gap in quality no, it's about maybe four or five years. Um so Highlander two, right, we'll go on a little segment to this. So, you know, the the part of Highlander is they are immortal, and that when they win, so when the last immortal fights the other one, whoever wins gets the prize. And wherever the prize is, I don't think it's stated, but basically it's like old. It's to like castle, basically. Exactly, it's just the honor of winning. Exactly. Everyone's like, wait a minute, you won to castle? I'm like, Fuck. Um, and then, so it's no more really mystical than that. The mysticism in it comes from all the different cultures that come together in their fighting styles and all of that. So you've got, you know, you've got your Highlander, obviously, and then you've got your weird Egyptian, Spanish, <laughs> Scotsman, and all of this sort of thing. And then in the sequel, it goes, now nah, they're aliens. And, um, oh yeah, you can come back to life if you've had your head chopped off because we need Sean Connery back in the movie. <laughs> and all of this sort of stuff. It's actually a fascinating, fascinating film because there was a lot of uh, kind of Interference in the movie, uh, but yeah. Anyway, Highlander <laughs> aside, um, but yeah, I don't think that uh, I, I'm fine with it, and I think the reason I'm fine with it is because Fassbender is so good. He is fantastic, well, and he's fantastic in Prometheus as well. Yeah. But, but it's um, there. I don't. I don't necessarily think that it ruins. It doesn't ruin anything for me because you know, I don't. When I think of Alien, I just think of Alien, and just think of the fear and terror that's in that movie. I don't go, oh, David created this. I don't just go, no. shit, that
1: thing is... Is, uh, is. But I know some people just can't... It's a very bleak film, isn't it, Covenant? Very gory as well. Like, it yeah. doesn't hold back on the violence. Yeah, I don't think it's scary at all. No, there's, it's not scary now. No. And there's, there's actually... It doesn't ramp tension. And actually, part there's no really dread in it. That's the main problem. It is missing that. And I thought a great part for for building dread and um, distrust and um, going into the thing territory is when david comes back to the ship without an arm now immediately if there's two basically identical twins my first thought they've just been having a fight to the death Mm. is is this my mate walter Mm. or is this david and that is just ignored completely Mm. Any, it's like oh, he's missing an arm. It's like what? Because I mean, he's a fucking robot. He can cut his arm off. Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought that uh, I did like that. I did like the reveal. Um, you know, help me build the cabin on the mm. lake. But and I thought then... that could
1: have been done better. I thought I thought that that she because because I'd have I'd have been you know concerned that that is David, but it's how to trick him out and because and, obviously David's very intelligent would be to be to establish something that that um she's always talking about a cabin and then it's, instead of a cabin she's she just drops something else and like, oh you can help me build my tree house that we've always discussed in the mountains like Terminator and, two. and he will go yeah, but he yeah, yeah, about yeah. the dog he and gives and he will give an affirmative and that will be the yeah
0: I've got you and you know what that could have actually been a, a like a better ending where they actually there's not an alien on board that they have to kill instead they try and get board. david and then david wins and, you know, you'd have that, um, you know, you'd be hunting him. But, yeah, I think, like I said, I don't think it's, it's a great movie. And in a lot of places, it's not even a good one. And it, it feels like, a, what it feels like to me is like a Dark Horse comics side story. You know, in, in when Dark Horse goes right, we need to fill the gap between mm-hmm. the proper movie and proper movie. And you have like a, you know, and then they went here. And there's a couple of these. It's kind uh, of what for, for um, Covenant R. Yeah, but they're played as if they're so integral. Yeah. Which is they they don't feel... They've just got a bunch of disposable people in them. Prometheus had a, like a comic story um, attached to it, like a lot of them do. But yeah, I don't care about any of them. And, you know, I just... In terms of how bleak it is, I think that there is hope in the end of Alien because she survived... Mm. And I think a lot of that's actually down to Jerry Goldsmith's score. Uh, there is too much hope at the end of Aliens, um, but I mean it's no I'm swiftly removed by the start of Alien. But it's 3. no bleaker than mm. Alien Three, for example. I know a lot of people hate Alien Three. And while we're on that subject, is that uh, a lot of people hate it because you know Newton Hicks are just killed. Removed, that screen. but I, you know, but I think that's great. Uh, you know, and it's not like they just are killed in the crash like they are fucking like properly disposed of hicks has a safety beam smashes skull open to a million pieces and um hicks drowns in a cryo tube and the last thing she said before she got in it was can I dream again? And is, that is the facilitator of the dreams because they dream when they're in cryosleeps. Mm-hmm. Keep them safe. So she dies essentially. I
1: quite like that actually. Is that is that in Covenant or I it's in Prometheus actually when he puts his hand on the and they can crisis, see what they're dreaming they about him. or
0: thinking. Which is the the Wayland scene is meant to play on that where he where uh, David in Prometheus sees what Wayland's thinking basically, and Wayland did, uh, sees himself as a young man on an island surrounded by these women. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, David says, the engineers appear to be dead. And he says, it's not good enough, get out there and find something. So that is why Guy Pearce was cast, because you'd have a younger version Mm -hmm. of him in the actual movie. But with, um, I don't think it's any bleak. I think there's nothing, it is a bleak movie, but the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people being killed by a biological weapon maybe six or eight crew being killed horribly or, you know, whatever. None of it really stacks up in the bleakness to, you know, that scene in Alien 3 where uh, Ripley has to essentially guide the doctor to perform an autop- autopsy on her own, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. adopted child. And yeah, I think also while we're talking about Alien 3 is a lot of people think that um, that New exits the picture after the credits. They're like, she was disposed of so quickly. But actually, she's... Her her especially and maybe Hicks a little bit but he is just kind of disposed of they influence the rest of the movie she's in another scene for example uh, at least two and one of them especially in the assembly cut where uh, Charles Dance asks Clemens says was she your daughter and Sigourney Weaver says no and there's something really heartbreaking about mm-hmm. that because that's how it was set up to be yeah. and that to me, is the line which suggests that she knows it's all over. And this is before she knows that the alien's inside of her. That even though she would be killed anyway, that it's all over. And so that kind of last flicker, that last bit of light has just been extinguished. And now she has to go through this fucking horrible ordeal. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that that she is in the movie. And she's you know she's in the movie even if her character is not. Like, it's in the motivation for her because you just say, fuck all this shit. So I think that Covenant is necessarily any bleaker. I just think that its bleakness is done in a in a much different way.
1: So you mentioned the score before of uh, Alien and how mm-hmm. uplifting and that, that was towards mm. the, to, to carry it through. What do you think of the score in, in this? I remember one? a single bit of it. See, I, I like parts of it. Um, I like its nods to Alien and to, to Prometheus. Um, I thought it was crazy, heavily handed with the violins whenever anyone was upset that their partner had died. Mm. It was like some, it was like Sunday daytime television. <laughs> doctors yeah yeah yeah, we get it the sad (laughs) character x whose name i can't remember yeah i'm sad they died yeah has died but um but i mean there is a lot of good things in in the film it's the
0: same for ethos there's there's loads of really good ideas but there's actually some good execution in the movie
1: i would watch i would watch covenant again for sure if someone said i haven't seen it yet i'm gonna go tonight do you want to come i i would go yeah. Whereas you know, with Prometheus, I didn't have that. No, I I walked out of Prometheus, and I was fucking but alien disgusted. aliens. I could watch it a thousand times. Over. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, when when you see the aliens on and just just goes on, it's just part of the the kind of
1: fabric. Now but you just don't turn it off. do you, it's like the perfect yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. So I would say um, it's weird. I, you know, we don't. It's plenty bad. Alien Covenant is plenty bad, but, it, you know, I'm at least it's interesting. And I even think these interesting ideas are executed in some ways quite badly themselves, but I'm fine with that. It does look beautiful. That city part especially, it looks mm. stunning, the really gothic nature of it. Yeah, I, I thought that the ship was actually the least interesting part of it. Their ship was... Um, now, some people have been saying, the you know, it's the old Star Wars problem with why does the technology look better than it does in the future well that's mm. I, I suppose the answer at least in covenant is well in you know why does a battered old rv or ford transit not look as nice as you know a 1960s mm-hmm. uh ferrari or you know because one's built for utility and the other is you know is got billions and billions behind it that it has a specific purpose of making sure that colonization happens and so it would of course be state of the art whereas an alien they just tug shit along mm-hmm. now that's the reason i don't actually you know but obviously i can buy is, that is and
1: also in, in, in the context of the alien films that is not really a big concern for me.
0: yeah but i you know i just don't think that the ship is in, in any way interesting you know, I don't think that they. Uh, it's like when they're running around the corridors and they're they're shutting the doors behind them, which is you know a nod to the original Alien. Mm-hmm. There's and lots of nods to the to the yeah trying to burn it with the um the jet blaster. Yeah, and then you know when it gets hit by the JCB, that's just essentially yeah. the end it's, of the first one. Yeah. But dial to the apps, I I like that scene as well. And then you see David
1: kind the of the crane's like, almost like the the second one in the.
0: Yeah, and the power loader. Yeah, power loader. So, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I, it's just, uh, with Prometheus and Covenant, there's the real like nucleus of, of good stuff in there, but it just feels so overdone. It was yeah. quite hammer horror, I thought,
1: this one, in a lot of places. It,
0: well, especially given the gothicness of it, yeah. it
1: re- like her head floating in there. Yeah, I, actually, I loved that shot. I'm not sure it needed to be used in the cut like 15 times <laughs> like it was, but <laughs> that was a fantastic shot. Um, what, what did you think of the, the lovemaking shower scene? Uh, okay, so that, to me... Was uh, one of the one
0: of the weakest. Uh, I mean, the the I think the aftermath when um, um, when Daniels comes in and sees them like just completely destroyed. Mm. Thought that was okay, and the way that he's killed is like really nasty. But then this bit before. Doesn't make any sense. Where it's like, oh, we had
1: music on, so we didn't. So wait Yeah, a I mean, that that pissed me off. It was like your emergency systems should be louder than you can play a stereo. Yeah. For a start, exactly. <laughs> but I loved the, the the image of it coming up to the glass. I thought looked incredible. Yeah. But the problem is those two characters I don't give a shit about. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know and they were a couple. That's until mm-hmm. that scene. That's were, were they a couple, or were they just having 13th? a cheeky foot because they got over it all? I don't know. And I it was, was just, just a bit like, it's a bit Friday the Thirteenth
0: Part Three for me. It's a bit too slasher. Mm-hmm a bit i'm in the shower uh you know co-eds yeah it definitely was i felt it it went back to the old rape um as well yeah from from the first but you know if it was if it was jason behind them you'd be like okay there'd be Mm. no difference so really it doesn't really play into the strengths of if you think about how the alien kills in the first movie in particular it kills in a way that's specific to it in that it uses certain parts of the ship to lure people in Mm. and out and use parts of it to get around whereas in this literally if it was just a man in a hockey mask with a machete you'd be like it's the same difference it doesn't actually apart from killing the characters and providing a bit of gore it doesn't actually provide anything other than them being removed from the situation whereas in Alien with the removal of each character not only does it change the uh, chain of command it also changes who is available to do what because some of them have certain Mm -hmm. skills and other ones don't so, yeah, basically, I just thought, oh, well, it's those guys. They're gone now. Great. Oh, well, mm. now we know just it's fucking body Kenny count. Powers um, and James Franco's uh, wife, uh, Daniels. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that that didn't land at all. It would have been more powerful if you've come in and they were just dead.
1: Yeah, I actually, I'm going back to um, old Kenny Powers. Um, I thought as well there was there was chance for more drama when he says you know what i'm taking the ship down and the other two exchange looks mm. over the screen i thought it was going to be sorry we can't let you do that we can't let you risk yeah all of and these was... people we're going to have to remove you from power and then you have another power struggle there exactly, and that's drama yeah. again i'm exactly. logical i get wanting to go down and save your crew members i get being like yeah but we can't risk yeah. all the hundreds of lives on board yeah. to go through a it's fucking storm of that's mental up, like, yeah it. That you can, and that's always the, when drama works the best is when you can appreciate both sides of the argument. one of them isn't being totally fucking stupid, yeah like, of course you want to save your wife and the rest of the the crew that are down there, and of course, you don't want to kill everyone on board, including mm. yourself, but now
0: yeah, absolutely and there were plenty of opportunities that were set up and never followed through for um to have that human element and again, like if you think about aliens, for example. We talked about Alien a lot, but in the second movie, most of it is driven. Again, I mean, so the first hour is is pure setup. They land, they find nothing, then they find where the uh, atmospheric processor is, and they find the uh, ID chips, which tells them that they're underneath it. Then they go in there and get fucking munched <laughs> in about four minutes flat. Then they leave. And then they spend another good chunk of the movie arguing amongst themselves. And that doesn't happen here. There are arguments, but they're never... So, for example, um, Gorman's mistake uh, of not securing the area and sending them in there underprepared, even though Burke is undermining him. Uh, And then there are other mistakes that happen in it, that are due to inexperience, uh, a rapidly changing chain of command, Mm -hmm. the opponent is dead, or fucking hived up. And then, so you you have this human drama that propels the the movie. You could take the aliens out of it and they could be replaced with Russians or, you know, SS soldiers. And it would be the same thing of a bunch of people in an extraordinary situation that don't know really the best way. They're underprepared, they're overconfident, uh, and they're not up to the task. So, in this, in Covenant, that doesn't happen. It's all very present. It's all very, okay, well then, then we'll yeah. do it like this. We'll go and do it. It's like, if I landed, if I didn't want to land on a planet after my husband had been uh, burned to death, then, uh, with no real, uh, even though I had warned everyone that there are no, there's no wildlife on this planet, despite the fact of being perfect for people to fucking live here, or things to live here, um, and then... You find an alien craft, which is crashed, and there are gigantic suits of armour in it that is a very martial race. I'd be like, you know what? You can fuck off. I'm going (laughs) back to the ship. Do one. We'll come back with loads of resources. We know where it is now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for goodness sake, there are parts of Croydon I don't go into. You know what I mean? I have to go through Croydon all the time, and I'm not going there. Um... But yeah, there's just, there's none of that. And and there is the, the setup for Crudup's character to be, you know, he says, I'm really sorry. I just, you know, and Daniels just forgives him. I'm like, get fucked. I mean, listen, I hold grudges over the tiniest little thing. <laughs> that's why they're so good. Like, grudges are amazing. You've got a real reason to have one yeah. now. And like, like, have
1: one. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Just driving the drama between people. And then you've got this massive force of nature coming at you that you've also got to contend with yeah
0: exactly and that and that and then you've got an
1: android fucking trying to undermine a lot of you well exactly that's the
0: same thing in most of the good disaster movies um and let's face it like alien is a disaster movie because Mm. you know basically the ultimate fate befalls them is that it's it's actually not the thing it's the reaction to the thing so from the towering inferno to the poseidon adventure to anything you want to name to fucking the perfect storm it is a bunch of people going okay well i think it should be done this way and then someone gets the upper hand and then goes <laughs> fucking wrong or it goes kind of right and kind of wrong like most things and i think the the problem is is that in prometheus and covenant there is actually none of that it's just a bunch of people going along with it and not really like oh okay you know that holloway is the closest in Prometheus for having an argument about it. But he didn't give a shit. He's like, oh, wow. And then he gets poisoned. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Bad movie. Interesting themes. Some great elements. I liked it. Nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's there you how go. Nailed it. it. That's how well, that's... let us
1: know what you think. Do you agree? Disagree? Yeah. Uh, well, there's another one coming out. I believe the script is already written for it. Yeah. What's it called? Um, Alien... Paradise. What, what, what Alien Paradise Lost was. was Paradise Lost was Prometheus' working title. It Paradise
0: was Prometheus's, and
1: apparently this was going to be Paradise Lost. But it's like, look, we get it, right? We get it. Maybe it's Paradise Found, and actually lands and realizes the error of his ways, and everyone happy the ever after. And he goes, you know what? I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. Fucked it. I've made, I've made a tiny mistake. There's, there's one little bit of Alien, it's on a planet you'll never go to. An engineer crashed there, don't worry about it, it's fine. Yeah, that's, look, don't, don't go there. And then just retcons the entire rest of the series. It just doesn't
0: happen. Ridley Scott, just to fuck everyone over. It's like, yeah, and then just get like a bit of news from the end. It's like news from Earth or whatever. It's like, oh, a young girl, Ellen Ripley, was killed in a car accident today. And you're like, oh, well. And they're there just like, go. eh. Or just really trolls everyone, it's actually an alternate timeline. <laughs> they flew, what, flew through a wormhole? <laughs> and then they land on... Um, like Terminator: Genesis, they land on LV-426 as fucking Dallas and Kane. Right? What was that? I'll do it, Ridley. Do it. Oh, yeah, Back to the Future. That's what it's gonna be. Isn't it? That is what it's gonna be. So yeah, well, that was uh, the talking about Alien Covenant, which is a movie that I think you should see. But uh, yeah, don't expect that much of it. But it's interesting, all the same. I've been Stephen Burns, and you've been David Mills. David uh-huh. Mills and you can catch us I did you know a great time as well oh thanks uh, Jim that, there you that go. was awful that, there was, you go. And yeah, that, that was awful so listen get a subscribed and uh, do, do all the other stuff hit us up on Twitter and everything social at Jim Burns Dave or for our individual ones at the Steve Burnio and at Tweet Dave Mills fuck's sake and we will be back at you with some Robocop stuff very soon thanks for listening <laughs>